Welcome to the Jackets Online podcast. I'm joined today by an old friend of the show, Sinjin Days, former Georgia Tech. What, what, what would you call yourself? A B-back? Were you uh, quarter- C-back. No, C-back, that's right. C-back. That's- quarterback, A-back, and B-back. Pretty much the whole alphabet. <laughs> so Sinjin, uh, we're, I guess, when we're recording this, I think we're 10 or 11 days away from kickoff. Kind of what's your assessment right now of... Uh, the upcoming season and kind of where do you see things at? I think things are going to be well. Uh, I mean, I definitely like the the energy around a lot of the players. You know, I go back from time to time to kind of talk with them, kind of mentor to them. Um, you know, their morale is high, and we have a lot of players that are coming back. Um, so I think that's something that's huge, and I think uh, the new – defensive strategy that we kind of got going on I think that's going to bring a lot of hype and a lot of big plays um, for us because I think that's kind of been one of our weak points sure uh, for the past you know x amount of years definitely while I was there uh, you know the, the option coach Johnson he's gonna he's gonna run his you know his the regular triple option and you know we're gonna make plays on the offense but I think really we want to see the defense do something. So I'm excited to see the defense. Um, definitely excited to see Vic uh, make some big plays. Uh, he's a he's a good friend of mine, like a little brother. But uh, I think him, you know, coming back this year is going to be huge. Cool. And do you think a lot of this energy is kind of coming from some of the like off the field stuff, like the lockers and the new uniforms and the Adidas swag and all that? I think a little bit, uh, and I don't want to say that has everything to do with it, but I think, like Deion Sanders said, you look good, you play good. Uh, <laughs> so I think, you know, definitely, you know, becoming, you know, three-stripe life with Adidas is huge. I think that's a, that's a big step for our program. I think that'll help with recruiting, um, and I think that'll make the players feel better as well. And, and the fans, they're, they're rounding up around it. Uh, and they're excited about it, um, but then and also the new locker rooms. It's uh, those are amazing, and so I think those would be things that definitely help the guys out. Um, a lot of the additions, I think, you know, because you spend so much time there as a player, and you want to feel comfortable. Not saying it wasn't comfortable when uh, the locker room before, but it definitely makes it. You might want to spend some more time there. <laughs> Are you sort of jealous? You went down and checked it out. I've been in there. I mean, it's sort of uh, like I'm trying to think of like the, it's like going from dial-up internet to like high speed. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, it definitely is. Uh, you know, the old locker room, the lockers were wooden. Uh, I've gotten a couple splinters from them, uh, <laughs> and uh, but now everything it looks like a Georgia Tech type locker room you know it's part of our brand um and that's one of the things that stansbury uh the ad he wanted to encompass and i think everything that he's doing right now it's huge and um i back him 100 percent. great man uh greater ad uh you know just outstanding kind of what he's done in a short time here and trying to get you know a lot of the older players back and being an actual voice of the athlete because, I mean, he played here, so he knows everything that we have to go through on a daily basis. Some of the struggles we kind of have to go through personally and and everything like that. So I definitely I, – I love the, the Sandsbury. 
it's kind of interesting. I mean, one of the things I noticed coming from having covered other schools to when I to made the transition to cover Georgia Tech 10 years ago was, you know, the edge building in, in the locker room. It felt very 80s, like kind of go almost in like a time warp compared to the rest of campus, mm-hmm. which is very kind of modern. And uh, a lot of the buildings are very modern and that kind of thing. Hey, you've seen the renderings, right, for the new edge and all that? Yes, it was uh, – there was a uh, – there was a uh, letter winner uh, meeting last week uh, I attended, and we were the first people that were to, to see it. Uh, I ran into Lucius um, kind of beforehand and said, you know, we we're changing from going up the letter club winners to, you know, there. And I was thinking, I guess I'm going to get a little, like something to eat here. You know, I didn't, I didn't even realize it was being renovated or I didn't realize it was done. Uh, so I walk in there. I'm just like, goodness, I would love to <laughs> take a meal, use my bus card, and swipe here again. Uh, it was definitely nice. It's definitely high tech. Uh, yeah, doing the the uh, dining hall for the athletes in the top of the edge, but they're doing the whole building, you know, in that part of that 2021, 20, I think it is plan or whatever Todd's mm-hmm. doing. They're going to make it glass and look nice. Yeah, and- I saw I saw images of that. It, it looks really nice. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited. Tech is definitely on the on the up and up, so I think that's something that that's huge. I mean, we're literally in the sit in the heart of Atlanta. We have to be innovative. I mean, that's the tech. That's that's what Georgia Tech stands for. We need to take that and embrace it and use it. And I think that's what Todd Stansberry has been doing. So one thing that came up this week, actually, with practice, is kind of interesting. On Monday. We're kind of hanging out, waiting for practice to end, and all all these seniors like come kind of trucking out, like Taquan and Jalen Johnson and Will Bryan, all these guys. They're going to class, <laughs> and I was just wondering, did you have an experience with that where you like had to miss part of practice or whatever? Yes, I did. Uh, it was usually on Thursdays. That's usually when we would have our walkthroughs, and I had lab that day. So usually Thursdays practices are short, anyways. But then you have, uh, you know, your running back, your starting running back having to leave. Uh, but granted, I was a senior kind of, I mean, you pretty much kind of knew everything at that point as a senior. Uh, but, yeah, there was there was times where I, I had to leave to make it to class on time. That was something that uh, Coach Johnson did not play about, uh, <laughs> about you being late for class or, or missing class uh, because of football or anything like that. So, yeah. So was that weird? I mean, it, I imagine it had to be a little odd to, like, kind of leave practice and everybody's still kind of working and you're hustling back to go shower and get changed and go to class. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. But I feel like I know when I was younger, fresh, when I was a freshman, sophomore, I would see some people doing it. And I'm like, why are they leaving? They're like, oh, they have lab. I was like, oh, okay, I guess, you know. But I guess, you know, you being older and you realize, okay, I need these classes to graduate, you know. Uh, which is the whole reason why I came to college, uh, you kind of just like, okay, you know, it's kind of one of those things you have to just take with it and roll with it. It's funny because, like, people were up in arms about that, but I think that it sort of exemplifies kind of the Georgia Tech thing that's about the academics first. And, you know, Coach talked about that on Monday, that it's an academic thing, not, you know, football is second like the academics first and you feel like that kind of sort of 
is kind of the prime example because I don't think you would see that. I, I don't remember when I covered UGA seeing guys leave to go yeah, I go to a lab class or whatever. Yeah, I don't think they really did that. I mean, maybe if they went to bowling or something. I don't know the class <laughs> that they take at UGA. But, uh, they did have bowling. Bowling was an option. They did. And it was a letter grade class when I was in school See, UGA. Yeah, that's that's good. Uh, I wish they had that at <laughs> Tech because I'm probably one of the – one of the little known facts about me is I'm a great bowler. Oh yeah, what do you roll usually? Probably usually around two thirty, two forty. Wow. Yeah. Um, do you have your own ball? I don't have my own ball. I'm not that. De- I don't go as do you that spin much. It or oh yeah, it spins. It was, oh okay. I might have took up the wrong sport. <laughs> <laughs> so if so if your financial advisor uh, career doesn't take off the way you want, you could always go to the PBA. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it pretty much goes from planning for days to bowling for days. Uh, that's that's how it's gonna go. <laughs> that's funny. So wow, how often do you bowl? Honestly, it's been probably maybe three four months since I have been. Oh, okay. When I went, I I got a pretty good score. It was like I think it was like. That was actually 220, so I was 215, 220. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a pretty good bowler. You need like one of those, you need to join like a little team. And you have a little jacket with your name and like a you put a ten on the back or whatever. I need to. I really do. Maybe we'll try to talk to Coach Johnson to you know probably uh, having that or having the alumni association start a bowling league. You should get like Dion and and, and Charles, all those guys you play with. You guys could just wear your Letterman jackets for GT, <laughs> pretty and, much, and go yeah, bowling. That would man. be yeah. We're the we're the tech bowlers. That would be good though. Uh, I'll definitely uh, run that by them. Probably a little bowling session. It would definitely be on social media if we do that. <laughs> were, were you the best bowler on the team when you were there? Oh yes, but Brandon Oliver said would say that he is, but we've never bowled against each other. Oh, okay, um, but every time I've been. I always won, so <laughs> you know, record speaks for itself. <laughs> That's funny. So, like going back, I guess to the football aspect of things. Um, you know, you watch some of the, you got to see a little bit in the spring. Kind of, what do you think is the difference? Kind of with a guy like Nate Woody versus Coach Roof or Coach Bro, who you were there with as well kind of in terms of how they do practice and the energy and that do you see it kind of a difference yeah i see a difference um from grow to roof to coach woody it's definitely ramped up uh, i think you know no knock to coach grow or anybody like that i think um being a player's coach is huge uh that was one of the things that kind of happened while i was at tech you know being under you know coach owens and then uh, also coach cook while he was there he was a players coach and he actually cared about us uh not saying that coach grow didn't care about the players or anything at all i'm not saying that but it was just a different different energy a different vibe that you kind of got out there um especially like with the defense now you know they kind of have you know, a little swagger about themselves um which i mean you kind of you have to have during football you know, if you're going out there flat and you're not feeling energetic, then you're not going to make plays. Um, or generally speaking, I don't see people doing that. Um, but I think with Coach Woody, you know, a lot of the blitz packages and things that, you know, he's kind of known for coming from App State, a uh, good buddy of mine. He played actually under Coach Woody. Um, and he had a shot at the NFL, but it didn't happen. But um, 
I've asked about him, and he was like, yeah, we, lo- we loved him up there. And you know, I think getting the guys blitzing, taking chances, I think that's going to be something that's huge because I don't really think we did that a lot uh, while I was there. Hmm. So you feel like, and you're a guy who played, you played defense in high school and really had an opportunity to play in, in college too, but chose to, to go try and be a quarterback. Yeah. And um, <laughs> kind of, you know, I imagine the energy aspect of it is a lot because in games and stuff you can get down, team scores on you, you know, and then the offense goes out and goes three and out. I imagine that kind of sucks the life out of you as a defensive player. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because you're, you're already probably a little gassed just from the game. And then, you know, if you're having that energy, you don't feel it. And then adrenaline kicks in. And then, you know, you just make plays. So I feel like, you know, 2014, like the Orange Bowl, you're not living the past. But that's my latest, you know, playing days. Sure. Um, they had that, you know, on the team. It was a lot of energy all the time. I, I don't know if it was – because of the players on the team and, you know, the brotherhood that we had, or if it was just, you know, from the energy from the coaches. Uh, but, I mean, I think this year it's going to be – I think it's going to be well. Uh, you know, we lost a lot last year on defense. You know, obviously, you know, the Twins and um, some of the other players. But hopefully people are able to step in and kind of don't take a step back, but definitely take a couple steps forward. And – it's interesting, you know, before we start recording, we were talking about Lucas and kind of his situation. Kind of, you were – you can compare – James Graham's now in the situation where he's the emergency quarterback. He was a true freshman. You came in and were obviously trying to learn the offense and Richard. How hard is it to pick it up? Like, you played in it's a little bit similar of offense in high school, but, mm-hmm. like, how hard is it to learn – the steps to learn what to do because people act like oh you should just put a guy try a guy out there because James is a great athlete why yeah. why isn't coach putting him out there but you have an interesting perspective having played all three of the positions in the backfield yeah it's a lot more uh, integral than people think uh, you know from the stands people just see it going right left you know up the middle you know whatnot but it's a lot more than that. You know, being the quarterback, you have to know the type of defense that's coming up, even like while they're moving, they're shifting. You have to know the blocks, what the linemen are doing, their assignments. Everything is on the on the, on the the run. And then seeing, you know, the different type of coverages that's going to happen during the play, if it's a pass play, but, you know, if it's a run play, seeing the different type of reads, you know, having three, four reads, you know, on one play. And if, you know, people move over, you know, two feet on defense – and that switches everything up. So it's a lot that goes on uh, between the ears uh, that he's going to have to, you know, encompass. You know, you could be the best athlete out there, but if you don't understand the concept of, you know, the offense and realizing what you have to do to get into the right play or making the right checks, the right reads, then you might as well well be, you know, Coach Johnson out there trying to, you know, be an athlete, you know. Um, but I mean, hopefully he gets it better than I did, <laughs> Sure. Uh, you know, but if not, I mean, he's a good athlete, you know, sometimes the athletic portion will help you out. Um, if you make a mistake, you know, you might just be a better athlete than that person you're going to be up, 
you know, against the defender. And, you know, but Coach Johnson, he'll correct you as soon as you come back to the sideline. I've <laughs> experienced that many times. And how difficult, like, the, I've heard, like, the passing, the, the footwork that's used in the passing things, like, completely different than pretty much what anyone does in high school, even people who ran a similar offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, to- it's totally different. Uh, it's, I mean, yeah, it's just totally different. I mean, it's really not much else to expound on that. It's totally different. It's not a it's no real traditional. Uh, there are some. Uh, there are some. I guess it's not until you take your last step and you're actually set to throw that it's the same. But like your feet are crossed differently or something. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it depends on. Like, it honestly depends on if it's most of the plays. Obviously, are play action. Sure. Uh, because of the offense we run, but depending on the play, your footwork is going to be different on so many different plays than. You know, if you're in a traditional pro-style offense, you're going to do an easy three-step drop, one, two, three, plant, ball. Or if you're going to do a five-step drop, five, you might have to have a hitch or, you know, a seven-step drop. Uh, it's definitely different. So it's something that you kind of got to practice and kind of get used to it. Hmm. And offensively, obviously, you pay a lot of attention to that backfield. And you have guys like Cervante now and, and Jerry and – uh, JP and you know it's funny a lot of people have this sort of misconception about the year that you and Zach had um, really it was the last couple games where you guys played together it was Zach played and then you took over when he got hurt mm-hmm. and kind of this, that was your kind yeah. of big break and then they figured out how to, to play you guys together at the end of the season like in the Georgia game the Mississippi State game but yeah. like it was interesting because if you kind of go back and look, it wasn't like y'all were subbing in and out and stuff. How how different is it when you pull when you would come in off the bench or whatever, or Zach would come in for you, in, in terms of having chemistry and, and playing, be back in those situations. I, like our situation, like I don't know, I I might just be biased, <laughs> but the way the chemistry that you know twenty our team had in twenty fourteen was like no other team I've ever been a part of. Uh, high school, uh, you know, middle school, elementary school. Uh, <laughs> we were literally brothers. Sure. And we still are. We have a group chat to this day that uh, we still talk with each other all the time, make jokes and everything. But when it comes to the football aspect, we were, me and Zach, we were friends first. Sure. Before, you know, that. So, you know, if I needed a breather, I would look and we would always talk to each other, you know, see what type of reads we might and adjustments we might have to make you know we might say you know linebacker number 50 you know he's soft so you could just run him over or so and so you might be able to outrun him uh, but with that it was we had a great chemistry you know it was no animosity between us two at all I honestly say that it was you know when Zach was hot I'm up there cheering him on like let's go let's go to Z laser uh and then, you know, when I'm high, he's celebrating, you know, me when I come back to the sideline. You know, just that ebony and ivory thing, you know. <laughs> it was just uh, – it was a backfield that you didn't want to be in front of. I, I would say that. I imagine it's tough. Uh, you guys probably wish you had had, like, one more year of being able to do that because of the way the chemistry was going. And the- oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Cause, I mean, you couldn't stop us, like, if, you know – Zach was balling out, you know, then he got tired. I'd go in, 
and then just pick up right where he left off. Left off. Um, so it was no stopping us. It was really like a two-headed monster at the B-back position. Then accounting for the A-backs, we had so many that were, you know, different skill sets, but everybody meshed well together. And then, of course, with Justin at quarterback, that makes it dynamic. And, you know, DeAndre and Darren at receiver was, was huge. And O-line was amazing. Shaq, Freddie, Aaron Joe, Chamberlain, Trey Braun. Literally, uh, it was it was amazing. Is it weird seeing like Aaron's a GA now, the same <laughs> coach and offensive line? Um, just seeing like these guys, Tevin's Tevin's literally on staff now. Yeah. Uh, seeing like these guys you played with, you're all getting older now. Seeing them like in coaching, David's a coach at Furman. Uh, mm-hmm. Steven Sylvester's down in Jacksonville Jackson or wherever. Yeah, yeah, in Florida. So, I mean, I imagine that's got to be kind of weird. You probably makes you feel a little bit old now. Oh, yeah, it definitely uh, makes me feel old. I felt old when I was at Fan Day, and I was talking to a family that I've seen before, and their child was a little bit older, so, you know, could talk, I guess, a little bit better and everything like that. And he said, yes, sir, to me. I was like, <laughs> okay, all right. Let me go ahead and get my social security card and everything <laughs> ready. Uh, but no, definitely seeing all the uh, all the guys kind of get into the professional field and you know life after tech. Uh, it's it's really it's amazing to see uh, how close we still are. Um, and then showing, I mean, graduate from tech, the different doors, you know, it's going to open up for you. That's kind of one of the reasons. I'm sure that's one of the reasons why. A lot of us chose tech. Obviously, at first, you know, everybody wants to go to the NFL. But, you know, graduating from tech, I mean, that gives you so many different options. Having that paper that says Georgia Tech and not University of Georgia, um, I think, says says a lot um, about the Georgia Tech community and, you know, that piece of paper. So many different doors it's opened up for me, whether it's, you know, clients or people of influence or it's people of you know high character like you know having coach curry's cell phone number and able to give him a call anytime i mean that's huge you know and him just trying to help me out as a person uh, you know that's the georgia tech community and you know when i was at the letter winner club meeting so many of the guys that i didn't necessarily know in person um but they kind of knew me just obviously you know recent orange bowl and they're just asking, is there anything I can do to help you? They don't, they literally don't know me at all, you know, personally. But that Georgia Tech community is taking care of one of another. Um, so I think, I guess, summing everything up, it's amazing to see every, what everybody's doing now and everybody's being successful. Well, let's talk a little bit about what you're up to now. You step, continue to step up in the world as you... Uh make your rise to become the next Warren Buffett of, <laughs> of uh, American finance. Can you just talk a little bit about your up to Sinjin? Um, I'm with Mass Mutual uh, Financial Institute, helping people plan for things like retirement, college planning, uh, protection, and really just helping out people at the end of the day when it comes to finding you know, their financial goals and honestly just helping them out. Um, you know, I want to be people's Google at the end of the day. It's, if they have questions about anything, just able to give me a call and um, being able to help them out. Uh, I mean, I love what I do. Uh, I get to work with a lot of Georgia Tech 
you know, fans, a lot of Georgia Tech alum. And unfortunately, some UGA people, but I think they <laughs> might need it more than, uh, than, than us Tech people. But um, financial planning, I mean, it's huge. I think it's, at the end of the day, money is what makes the world go around it. If I'm able to help people manage that and kind of help them out, I feel like I'm doing a, a great job. You want to give your Twitter out or something so folks, if they oh, want to yeah, reach out, okay. that's probably. I'm just trying to think of like a way to do it without like just putting your number or whatever out. But yeah, like, oh yeah, my Twitter is at s days ten, so s d a y s one zero. My Instagram is s days ten as well. Um, you can find me on Facebook, uh, and I'm sure if you want. You can give me a call. Uh, I really don't mind. Uh, number six seven eight five five nine eight five zero five. If you have questions about anything, just want to chat. Feel free to reach out to me. Cool. Well, I appreciate you coming on today, Sinjin, and um, look forward to catching up with you as the season goes along and kind of getting a player's insight on kind of what's going on with Georgia Tech and kind of your view of things, particularly on the offense. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, Kelly.